welcome to this GEG Global event. We'll be getting started shortly. In the meantime, head over to the chat section and connect with other educators by introducing yourself. Share where you're from, what you do in education, and even your Twitter handle. And if you have any questions right away, go ahead and ask them there. And don't forget to click the subscribe button so you receive updates on any GEG Global events. Stay tuned, we'll get started shortly. Yay. Hi! Welcome, everybody. Yay! We're, we're with uh, uh, GEG Global, and we're super excited you're here for part three of the Getting Started with Canvas trilogy. My name is Stacy Klein. I'm a teacher in Santa Ana Unified and a member of uh, Global GEG, or a leader of Global GEG, and um, a leader, co-founder of GEG Southern California. And to my Good job. Uh, I'm Helena. <laughs> I am also a global GEG leader, and I'm also the leader of GEG Nevada. And I just have to take a minute to plug GEG Nevada relaunches next Monday at six o'clock, and we are giving away stickers just like South Cal did. And then we also have two grand prizes of $25 gift certificates to Amazon. Woo! So be there. Six o'clock, if that is Pacific Standard Time. Daylight. My yes, turn? Daylight. <laughs> All right, well, I'm Adam West. I'm here from uh, Remote Learning Facilitator, I guess, or, or is it Lance? You want to take over, Lance, and start with the go, slide now? Or? Go ahead. You're good. Ah, well, it's been a long couple of days for us as we've got started here in our school so we're we may be a little zombie like today but uh, most of you might be feeling the same heat that we are as we are but uh, remote learning specialist here in putnam county and as the title says you can kind of guess that that's going to be a pretty significant job or role right now at this point in the year exactly and as adam said today is actually our first day back to school we had students that came in today for a half day uh, we are giving students the option of whether to work remotely or to work at a school face-to-face. -face. And Adam has become the most important person in our district. Or, <laughs> or, or, or known. How about the most, the most known? The most, the most known person in our district. His, his name and our office phone number is on everything. So as you can guess, our phones are going crazy right now. But I'm Lance Key. Uh, I'm currently the Instructional Technology Specialist in uh, Putnam County Vital, uh, our virtual school. Google certified innovator, Google certified trainer, have been for many years now a trainer. Uh, a couple of other things that you see on there, Canvas admin. Uh, we're going to talk to you tonight about a few things. Uh, we're going to turn it over to Miss Stacy and get us started. Stacy, you want to share your screen? Um, yep, I am going to show a uh, trick that um, is really important to this. Remember, this is a getting started um, trilogy and we're assuming a very limited knowledge or experience with um, Canvas. And so this one is really uh, essential when you get started, the ability to use your um, Google Drive. And your Canvas admin and your Google um, admin in your district, if you're a Google uh, Enterprise G Suite for Education um, campus, uh, can set this up for you. But if they haven't, you're able to set it up yourself. And if you go to your account, and you go to your settings, you'll notice that you have some services here that you can connect. Um, you can um, uh, obviously connect Skype and Twitter, things like that, but you can also connect your Google Drive and you can authorize your Google Drive access 
And this is a very basic um, use of your Google Drive. It just looks like whenever you use your Google Drive in a normal way. Um, this isn't using it in the way that you would with Google Classroom necessarily. Um, that's a level of integration that's called Google Assignments, and that can be um, integrated as well, but that has to be your, your Canvas super admin. And so now I can use my Google Drive in Canvas after it loads. So I go to my dashboard and I look at my Google Certified Educator class that I'm teaching um, my um, fellow colleagues and can go to my first assignment. And then if I want to add something, I can, um, uh, let me show you. Remember that trick last week where you put it in the student view? as if they're taking the course, and let's say that they were going to turn in an assignment. When they want to submit the assignment, they can choose a file, and one of them would be, oops, excuse me, Google Drive. If I use my Google Drive to work with that, I would not be able to do that. So it's not working while I'm masquerading because I'm a pretend student, but you get the idea. Now I can access my Google Drive just like any other um, app. So. I'm going to leave the student view and hand it over to my colleagues. Great tip, Stacy. Hey. All right. So, uh, just getting started tonight. First thing that we would like to ask everyone here is we do host in Tennessee the uh, largest Google conference. Uh, and this year we have many members from the Google G or the uh, global GEG that we'll be presenting at this conference. We've got other great presenters that's going to be there. It's going to be virtual this year, so anybody can join from anywhere. Uh, we'll be doing it through Zoom. If you'll go over to vitalgoogle.com, there's a registration form at the bottom of the page there, and you can join with us. So, Also, some other neat things about our district there if you want to read about it, some things that we're doing, doing there. Uh, so next, uh, if you are, let's see, whoops, I'm going out to the website. Well, we'll just show you guys the website right quick so you can you can see that and see what's going on there. So here's vitalgoogle.com. Here is a video of last year's. We had a great time while we was there. Here's kind of the session layout we're going to have. Uh, there I am with some other great, great people there, presenters. But here's your form. Just fill that out. And here's our sponsors and the people that will be joining us. So anyways, that is vitalgoogle.com. If you're looking for a weekly podcast to listen to, uh, we have innovators that are on this podcast every week, innovators or trainers. And this is at getinspiredandinnovate.com. We'd love to have you there. So what we're going to talk about this week, kind of our agenda. Uh, I see lots of comments and things coming in already. Uh, so we'll try to get to any questions that you guys have. We can go off the rails a little bit. Um, we were planning on doing this for a week or two. We're planning on now going at least one more week. So we're going to be like the four horsemen. We're going to go at least four. All right. So we're going to recap last week real quick. Not going to be much there. Then we're going to talk about external tools. External tools is really what brings a lot of the power into Canvas. Uh, after we do that, then we're talking about Canvas Commons a little bit. And then we're talking about the embed feature. So Adam's going to hit heavily on that for us. So last week, a recap of it right quick. Uh, if you need to, you can go back and watch the video from last week. That is right here, or you can go to globalgeg.org. They have both the first week and the second week's um, lessons or uh, videos there. There's also a slideshow here you can click on uh, from last week. But 
at, if you were with us last week, we started building a course. You find that course for us right quick. Here we go. Here's that course that we started building last week. And in that course right now, you can see that we have our assignments that we built that had our lessons built into it. And then it has lesson checks that go along with it. So this was one whole unit that we built last week. It looks like Adam's added some stuff down here below me. I didn't realize he was gonna do that, but we got some stuff down here uh, below that. But now I wanna talk about bringing in some other tools because we've got what I like to call our base content built. It's sitting there, it's waiting for the students to do, but we all know that students don't get, you know, the lesson necessarily the first time. And then we have to remediate, we have to go pull resources, things like that. So for that, I use the external tools a lot. Okay, so here are my favorite external tools. And the first thing that I would like to say is not all external tools are created the same. Uh, some of them you can simply link out to. Uh, some of them you can link out to and watch video. Some of them you can link out to and they can have practice inside of there. Some of them though, you can only do that. Now, some of them you can actually create assignments with and then you get grade pass back. Meaning if there's a scoreable item that's inside of there, then it will pass that grade back to Canvas for you and then go into your grade book. And if your grade book and your SIS, which for us is PowerSchool, are synced, then you will get your grades going into your grade book for your students, okay? So again, grade book in Canvas, you get the grade from the external tool, and then that uh, grade book in Canvas will go to your SIS. So these are some of my favorite ones that I've got right here. So I just wanna show you first off how I use this tonight to bring things in. First off, I'm gonna open up ck12.org, the actual website. I generally go to the website and find what I'm looking for first before I use it as an external tool. So first question is, what am I looking for right now? Am I needing something that is going to be scored or do I want practice? So the first one I'm gonna bring in is practice. So I'm gonna go in here and I'm gonna say, uh, substitute, uh, let's say elimination, no, systems of equations. And then I'm gonna say graphing. So we're gonna be using the graphing method for systems of equations. CK12 is a great resource that you can use. It's, it's free, that's the, that's, the big, that's the big thing that we're looking for, it's free. Uh, so the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look for what's called reads. So a read assignment is like a textbook, like an interactive textbook. All right, so I've got systems of equations, multiplying one each side, variables on both sides, graphing. Here we go, graphing solutions to systems of equations. So this is probably what I'm looking for. Let's go in. I wanna check and make sure that the content's exactly like I want it. So I see, okay, I've got systems of equations here, two by twos. Okay, this content looks good. Graphing your systems, excellent, looks great. Parallel lines, so no solution there. Graphing with our calculators, really great content here. This is gonna walk my students through a lot of things. And then there's practice problems that they've got here for them to review with the answers down here at the bottom. Now, a lot of people complain about there being answers there, but again, I'm just doing this for the students to get practice. So I'm gonna grab this name right here, this 4.4 graphing solutions. And then I'm gonna go back to my Canvas course. All right, so that's 8.1. I'm gonna hit the plus sign right here. And I'm gonna say, all right, I wanna grab an external tool and it's gonna to be CK12. 
And then it's going to bring CK12 up right inside of here. And then I'm going to go search for that thing that I just had pulled up right there. 4.4, systems of equations, graphing method. All right, so right here it is. So I'm going to grab this guy right here. And then I'm going to click create assignment right inside here. Oh, they moved it down here to me. And then it says, okay, creating assignment. And I'm going to then choose. So this is a place that you want to look. Do I want to load it in a new tab or do I want it to be inside of that iframe? And I'll show you what both of those look like. I'm going to hit add item. Now, of course, it's going to put it at the bottom of the module here. So I'm going to drag this guy up here. I'm going to drop it right here. If I want to, I can rename it. So if I want it to same, stay with the same naming convention that I've got, I might come in here and I might call this 8.1 right here. And I'll hit update. And maybe I want to increase that indent over a spot or two just so maybe it looks, you know, like it flows kind of this way. Okay, and then I'll publish it. So if I click on this guy now, we'll see this is what it's going to look like loading in the iframe. So you got your CK12 advertisement that pops up here. Besides that, you would never know or your students would never know that they're really inside CK12. Okay, so here it comes in. You can see here's your video right here over graphing systems of equation, which again, is it's actually Khan Academy that's coming in here that they got embedded into this. But then you got your practice problems, all those things that are sitting right there. Now, let's say that you don't like this iframe look. That's okay. We can go back. And if you want to give the kids more space inside of there, you can just edit this guy right here. You can click load a new tab and then hit update. And now when you click on this guy, it's going to pop to a window here. It says, hey, you're fixing to go outside the browser window. You click on this and then it's going to take you out to CKH web. Now, this is, uh, this is the first type of external tool that I'd like to tell you about. Uh, the, this one is, like I said, for practice, okay? This is just practice. We're not gonna score anything here. This is for maybe reteaching, something like that. Let's look now if we wanted to put an item in to be scored. So you actually are gonna do that a little different. Instead of going here, and I know this is gonna sound crazy at first, and saying, okay, I wanna put an external tool in. What you actually want to do, because it's scorable, is you want to create an assignment. Okay? You want to create an assignment because the assignment will allow you to put a grade on it. So I'm going to call this CK12. I'm going to type in systems of equations. Oh, that's not either. Equations. Elimination. And just to save me some time here in a minute, I'm going to copy that. So when we go to CK12, I can just bring it up straight in. And I'm going to hit add item here. And again, that's going to drop it right down here. Well, I know that lesson uh, three was my eliminations. So I'm going to drag this up here. And again, if I want to name it the same, which I probably should, I put CK12 also on everything too, that, that just helps me to know, hey, this is a CK12 assignment when I'm looking at it. I'm going to update that name now. I'm going to open this up. Now, we talked about last week of how when you're creating pages and when you're creating assignments, you create it, it throws it in there, and then you actually click on the link and then you go edit it. So when you hit edit, in the top up here, 
is, is where your directions will go. You can put videos, anything that you want right here. So I'm just going to put in here, uh, complete the CK-12 assignment. All right, now this time I'm going to cheat a little bit and not go look for something. I'm just going to show you how to look for it right inside of CK-12 CK from inside here. Points. I'm going to make it worth 100 points because that's what most teachers like. I'm going to leave this in the assignment group. If you wanted to create a new group that was called CK12, if you want to weight it different, you can. I'm going to leave this points. Submission type, I'm going to change now to external tool. This is the important part. And we're going to talk about Google uh, assignments here in a minute too. So I'm going to go to external tool. Okay. And then I'm going to hit the find button. So again, I'm in assignments. The submission type is what's really important here. This external tool for the submission type is going to allow me to go grab something that's scorable. Now, you have to make sure that it is scorable in CK12, meaning that it's something that they will get a grade back on. All right. So, again, I'm going to cheat a little bit on this because I know how CK12 is laid out. We could search for that or we can come down here. And we can click on algebra one because I know that systems of equation using the elimination method is an algebra one. And that's going to open up the algebra one textbook for me. Okay. Now I'm going to go to equations and inequalities. And I'm going to go to, let's see, we're looking for systems, nonlinear equations. This guy right here is going to do it for us. And I'm going to hit the start button right here. Now on this page, if you scroll to the very bottom, you can view the practice. So if I click on this view practice right here, it's gonna show me what my students are actually gonna do. So I hit preview and then getting started. Start practice. And here we go. Now we've got systems of equations. I can answer this. All right, let's just say this is a solution. Check it. It's going to give me immediate feedback as the student. Okay. And it's going to keep up with how you're doing. If you need to, your student can use the scratch pad. So again, we'll check it again. Hey, I got that one right. So what you'll notice is my skill level will go up up here. Once they practice and get to the score that they want, which is going to continue to give them problems. Okay. They've got large test banks. They can actually, they'll have a turn in button. So I like this. So what I'm going to do is go back to it. As Lance is doing that, I got one thing to note. When he's creating your assignments and you want to use any kind of grade sync option, the length of the assignment is usually limited. Uh, it, at least it is in our grade sync. So kind of a, a note, you'll learn that as you try to do that, if you use to choose to use grade sync. And I'm going to hit the assign button right up here at the top. Would you like to assign to your class? You hit assign. And then you've got the same setting right here. You can hit load a new tab right there. But if you forget to do it right there, you've also got it right here. So either one of those. And then the settings like we talked about last week, allowed attempts. Do you want it unlimited? Do you want it limited? I probably do limited in one. Always set this aside to everyone while you're building. You can change that later. And then we're going to hit save and publish. And once I do that, then now I have my 8.3 assignment that's right there that's sitting right under my assignment. So the kids will click on this. I'm sorry, this right here, and they'll work on that. And again, you can increase the indent over if you wanted to. But this is one of my 
one of my favorite tools to use CK12 just because it's got good uh, content that the students can watch, get reteaching on. It's got good practice, adaptive practice, so it'll make them easier and harder as they go as their skill level changes. And it's free. How can you beat that as an educator? Free practice content. Now, there's, there's a lot of others, too, that we've got here. So uh, a couple that I'll highlight for us is... Lance, you've got your first question while you're getting into okay. your next uh, some uh, Sarah was asking, what all will allow grade pass back? What okay. will allow grade pass back? Uh, and that is something that you will have to check with, you know, each vendor and what you do. Now, a few things that I know that allows grade, grade pass back is, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, is CK12. Uh, Edge Elastic will allow grade pa pass back. Edpuzzle, which I don't have Edpuzzle on my list here, but Adam's going to show you how to use Edpuzzle. Um, you have to set Edpuzzle up on the user level, um, but Edpuzzle will allow grade pass back, uh, and Nearpod will also. Uh, but again, these are these are things that have to be set up inside of your Canvas uh, LMS so that you can do that. But uh, that's where I like to say that not all um, external tools are created equal, so you kind of have to do your research and, and figure out exactly what's going to work best for you. Can I say one thing onto this with you, Lance? Yes, sir. External tools by nature are what we think of as built within your canvas. So some of you are sitting out there going, well, these are built within your canvas. Some are, but some are just built within your classroom. So you can add an app that becomes an external tool through your classroom of something that you might use, like Flipgrid would be a great example because Flipgrid has to be specifically assigned to the person in charge of the Flipgrid. All right. All right, so the next one that I'm going to talk to you about, I've got it pulled up here on a website firing up, is called Edge Elastic. Now, Edge Elastic is uh, a technology-enhanced question uh, company. So they, they've got like 75 different technology-enhanced questions. The sync for this one is, is a little different, and that's, that's one reason that, that I wanted to show it to you. So I've got my classes that are built inside of Edge Elastic here. And if I go to the manage class tabs here, you'll see I got sync with Google Classroom right here uh, for, for our Canvas districts that have Canvas set up. And I'm on a different account here. You will have sync with Canvas right there. So when you sync your class with Canvas, it will allow you to uh, anything that you assign inside of here will actually pass back to Canvas then. And they do have a. Google Meets integration right inside of here, and they have a Zoom integration that will be coming out next week. So uh, what you do, you can come in here, and I'll just show you a couple of my assignments right quick, and, and then show you a couple of things that you can do with that. Let me get to my assignments right here. Oh, it's going to 2021. That's the problem. We're not quite there yet. And well, here we go. All right, so like with um, unit circle trig practice. So you can come in here and I can see how my students are doing. So let me find a good one here. Uh, rate of change, polynomials. Well, for some reason they are not opening up for me tonight. Just one more second. Let me go here to my library entire library let me just open one up because mine for some reason i don't know if it's reading off a wrong account or what it may be maybe reading off my course builder account 
So anyways, technology enhanced questions, uh, you can bring those in. That's got my icon on it. So that's gotta be me, right? No. All right. I'm struggling on that. This will allow you to build technology enhanced questions. I'll just go to their dashboard because I know they've got one there that you can you can look at and use. Edge Elastic. And as you know, I see somebody asking if AP Classroom would also work for Grade Pass. Like, I'm not aware of AP Classroom. Maybe you are, Lance. But uh, yeah, I, I am. Um, I think that it will not because they've got some security that's on there to keep those questions from getting out. Uh, so I do not think that they will work. So okay. well, there's there's three questions that you're going to want to try to figure out. And basically are, are a few questions you want to figure out. One of them is, does it have an LTI? Uh, does it integrate with Canvas? And does it have grade passback? Those are right. going to be your questions if you Google about a product to find out if any of those are possible. Exactly. All right. And, and they've changed their website or the front of the website too. But you can see, you can get, and, and this is free. Students can work right on top of this right here. They can put their answers in right here. Uh, they've got, like I said, 75 uh, different test questions and things like that that you can go in, you can look at. Okay, they've, they've changed it so that it's actually, you can pick your grade and things like that. So you can drag and drop your answers here. It'll check those for you. You can you can do categories and things like that. Uh, arrange things in the right order. Okay, numerical answer. And then last, matching. So you can drag and drop these guys in the box. So that's that's kind of like what your math would look like. ELA, if you come in here with your passages and things like that, you got multiple choice, just like just like always. But then, you know, who said what, who did what, all of those. This is really great tool. Uh, you got your constructive response. Of course, those will have to be graded by you. Uh, but they've also got like highlight features and things like that. They got science and social studies, labeling pictures and all that. This is one of my favorite tools. I uh, apologize. They are in the process. I was on a webinar with them yesterday. They are in the process right now of making changes to that. So that may be why uh, I'm struggling a little bit with that. Next, Khan Academy. Khan Academy does not have great passback. So that's that's one thing that, that I have complained about for a little while. I wish they would get it. But again, it's a free free tool. So for it, you're just going to go down to external tools. You're going to come down to Khan Academy right here. And, well, I guess they've taken their whole integration out. I'll have to check on that one for you. Usually you can go right here and it brings up your courses here. There's no folders or videos available in this folder. Okay, this is one I'll have to come back to. Sorry about that. Another fail on my part. So Khan Academy, usually you can pull this up and it will have their different subjects. So you can pick math, science, computer science. They've got all their stuff in there, uh, but it's not going to the right place. But you can bring it in. I'm sure that they haven't lost that one. The last one I'm going to show you and then I'm going to throw it over to Adam tonight is the Google Cloud Assignment. So this is probably the one that all of you are going to want. This is the Google Classroom. Make a copy for each student. Uh, and then Adam can show you actually how he does his as, as he brings things in, but we're going to make an assignment first. So we're going to go here and we're going to change this to assignment and we're going to go to new assignment and I'm just going to call this Google cloud assignment. 
this is the thing that you're will make a copy of your Google Doc, your Google Slides, your Google Drawings, any of those things for every student in your class. So I'm going to hit add item here. Again, the same as always, when I create an assignment or something, it's going to throw it to the very bottom of the module. You can drag and drop it where you want. I'm going to click the assignment here and then I'm going to hit edit. You come up here again, videos, directions, whatever you want up here, just to get them ready for the lesson. You can put up here. If I want to put a Google doc up in here, I can come up here and I can say, all right, let's go to my Google apps right here. And I'm going to go to algebra one, semester one, unit one, lesson number one, and I want the students to watch this video. And I can embed this right inside here. All right, so now they've got that video to watch, but I wanna come down here and I wanna give them a template or something to fill out. So I'm gonna come down here and say, all right, this is gonna be worth 100 points. I'm gonna put it in the assignments category, but now I'm gonna use an external tool. When I click on external tool, I'm gonna to go to find, I'm going to go to Google Cloud, Google Docs Cloud Assignment. And yours may be named a little different. Now, this is not Google Assignments. This is Google Docs Cloud Assignment. I'm going to click on this guy right here. It's going to go out to my Google Drive just like it did before. But this time, I am looking for maybe a Google Doc or something. Let's see. I don't have anything in that folder. I may have to go create one right quick. Let's see. English. English 10. Let's go to the flip book, low res. Uh, all I got is PDFs in here right now. So let me jump over to Drive right quick. Got a couple of questions. You want to do those or you want to finish this one? Go, go ahead and ask them while I'm making this right quick. Well, I, I think I can help answer a couple of these. The first one is, can I? where do you get your consumer key shared secret? Well, that's built within the application you're using. So if you've already enrolled in an application like Flipgrid, Edpuzzle, whatever, they'll have, typically they'll have a way to look at an integration. And then under the integration, it'll have a consumer key and a shared secret. Those are the two items you'll need to bring in. And then I'll show you how to add an app uh, kind of through Canvas, through your course, not necessarily as an admin, but as the course administrator. And I know there's some limitations that the other one is somebody said, what about redirect? Is that a tool we use? I love redirect. Use it all the time. We use it for pages like my teacher pages and things like that. So we use redirect as an additional navigation item on the left that we don't normally have in Canvas. So there you go. Go ahead. All right. I'm getting this document prepared and ready to go. Let me get this over here. I'm going to put this in here. All right. So this is something here. Maybe we're talking about the sales structure and I've got an introduction to it and I brought it in a different language for you guys just because I wanted to. Uh, but let's say that we wanted to title this as just biology first period. Now I want to bring this in and make a copy for each student. So when I'm in my Google Clouds assignment, I just put it in the main level too so I could find it easily. Right there it is. Google period one. I hit submit. I hit select. All right. And then again, this is the option of where you got the, the opportunity to load it in a new tab or to uh, to just have it, you know, uh, open up in the iframe. I'm just going to do the iframe for right now. 
So you'll see up top, I will have, there you go, there's my video. This could be where my instructions, all that is, as I scroll down, then you will have my Google Cloud assignment coming in here. One thing that I don't like here is it doesn't look like it's rendering exactly right. So we may want to go edit this thing and make it load in a new tab. Let's see if this will make it look any better once we bring that in. And now my video is not coming in. Must be slow internet here. Must be slowing me down. You must be on my internet tonight. I was hey, say, I, must, I must be at your house right now. Yeah, that's right. We're out in the country. Hey, somebody also asked Lance if you want to answer this question. How can you add an internal tool to the plugins within the? Uh, okay, editor? so the, the 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 same plugins, and I'll show this in a minute. I don't know why it's asking me to authorize when it's my own video. Google can be weird sometimes. Yes, allow. Well, my own drive. Thank you. You'll uh, be spanked on oh. the arm for by the Google admin out there now. You better be careful. Yeah. Myself, huh? That's right. All right. Well, I'm having trouble getting that to come in for some reason. It's not liking me me being in my own, own drive. But as you saw, it had the link there. And this would be where the, the students could see all this. So I'm, I'm failing ultimately tonight, Adam. Uh, so let's okay. just talk about how to bring... And I apologize to our listeners out there, but this is how you actually do this. And I'm getting another crash report from Chrome. All right. So let's talk about how to bring these things in. So there's two ways. So first off, if you are, uh, if you're in the course level, so you're not an admin in your district, you can go to settings right here. Then you can go over to apps settings and then apps and then view app configuration settings and then apps and then view app configuration this will show you every app that is running in your district okay uh dana and i were talking the other night and i was showing her some apps that she had in her district and was explaining to her what they what they were now if they have an eye on them like you see these right here have an eye on them that means that your district has set those and they're locked and there's nothing you can do to change any of those. Okay. But if you want to add one yourself and you have the consumer key and shared secret, you can hit plus app right here and then you can manually enter it. So you can put the name in the consumer key, the shared secret, the launch URL domain, and then privacy level. And all of those things do matter. Custom fields every now and then there will be a, an app that needs it. Sometimes some districts will have what's called a, an XML. So you'll come in here, you'll put the name in, consumer key, shared secret, and then it'll have an XML file or, or URL that'll go in there that will structure all that for you. And then last, sometimes I haven't seen these two before, but URL, you'll just come in, shared secret, uh, consumer key, you'll put a URL in there and it'll do everything else for you. Uh, it's really that that easy to add your own app or to bring your own app in. Now, if you are, let me bring this other one over. If you are the admin of your district, 
and you're trying to set this up. So I try to set everything up that I can on the admin level, because when you start copying courses, uh, if it's on the admin level, it'll flow through to those courses. If you're putting things in on the um, on the course level and you copy a course, a lot of times it can error out. So if you're an admin, you click on the admin tab right here and then you go here to Putnam account or to your um, domain. And it's the same steps. You go down to settings. And then you go to applications here or apps. The difference that you got here when you hit view app configuration is all of these have gears on them now. So I can change every one of these for the whole district right now. All right. So if I want to come in here and I want to, to change our FLVS one, I can click on that. I can hit edit. And notice your shared secret after you put it in there, it's always going to be, un, it'll either say unchanged or fake. If it says fake in there, that means that something is screwed up and you got the wrong shared secret or it didn't copyright. Okay. So consumer key shared secret, but it's not going to show you that shared secret. So that's how you set up your external tools inside of here. Hey, let's do one more thing before you get off of that. Click on yes. the app center. Click on view app center at the top. Yep. This is in both sides in the admin and in the course level. And you can click on any, uh, anyone here typically, and it'll have that when it opens up the configuration, it'll ask for the shared secret and, yep. and the hidden key. Yep. So like uh, book creator, my good friends at book creator, if you want to embed book creator in here, you click on this guy, you click on add app. If you know the consumer key and shared secret, you put those in there and you'll have book creator right inside of here. Of course, book creator is not something that uh, is really manually or is going to like auto score for you. So this is something that you're going to have to go back and, and manually, manually score. All right. So that is external tools. Uh, Adam, I do want you to show uh, Flipgrid right quick because I know you're you're a big fan of Flipgrid. Uh, so if you don't care, just go in and show how you uh, use Flipgrid. Yeah, let me let me show a couple of things here. Uh, Lance was showing you how to embed a Google Doc. And I know I remember many years ago sitting in a Google training and having somebody tell this little nugget. It's a real simple one. And we've used it multiple times and I still use it today instead of using the uh, Google uh, API to actually to embed a document. Adam, if, you don't care, if you don't care, share your screen. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. That's okay. It's all right. Right here. Yeah, I might want to do that. Yeah. All right. So as we are there, sorry, I have a document and I've already pasted the, uh, the actual code for the share code. And if you'll notice, a lot of times I'll use this code and put it in a just an assignment where the link of the document is. Well, we learned this many years ago that if we just had a Google training, like I said, if I hit copy, then when the kids click on that, well, that didn't work right because it's not an actual Google doc, but when <laughs> it's one of those nights, Lance. And so, so anyway, so I use that a lot for my actual um, documents and Lance uses the embed document. I don't, I don't do it that way just because we do a lot more. And I talked to you guys last week about using, uh, watermarks and and logos and and different things to try to curtail the way that things were done and submitted all right so this is flipgrid some of you use flipgrid some of you don't we talked about it i saw some people last week post on it flipgrid is one of my favorites that i've just really recently started using i wish i would have used it a couple years ago when i had another class 
but it's a great video-based, discussion-based uh, or a tool. And with this tool, you guys that were asking just now about how do I get my shared secret? Well, in Flipgrid, it's really simple. Up at the top, and a lot of these, it'll have integration somewhere. And if we click on integrations, you can see that there's a consumer key I can copy and a shared secret I can copy. And I can go back in that course level and I would add that in to the actual course. And the reason you would want to do that is because when you build a flip grid for a grade in Canvas, it actually attaches the assignment name to the flip grid and it puts it in flip grid into the actual flip grid website where your course might be. And so you need to remember that that's how that's done from there. So let me. What I'm going to talk about next, and, and I know there's a lot of stuff here because trust me, when we talk about uh, all of the external tools, that rabbit hole goes on forever. And if we were going to sit here and say, you can pick whatever, and I know you, I see a lot of things posted on these questions and comments, but if we're, if we're getting into this and talking about all of the external tools, we can, it's really what we asked you a second ago. What do you want out of the external tool? Do you just want content? Do you want grade pass back do you do you want it to be you know it just depends on what you're really needing from it obviously it would be great to have it all in one place to have the content the grade pass back the quizzes and i know ck12 as lance showed us earlier kind of does a lot of that for us but obviously we talked about last week how to build our own assignments and quizzes so we might need to look at that as well so the next thing is and so there's all kinds of ways to get assignments here in canvas and we're going to talk about the word embed and i know a lot of you probably have used embed or share something now we have the share button everything that we have on our websites so we're going to talk about embedding and i'm going to go with the most basic of embedding first of all hey adam and, you're skipping ahead for a second do you care if i show one thing for you show embed i'm sorry where'd i skip you skip man you you we were doing that's okay you skipped my comments oh i i thought you were doing comments i'm sorry i am doing comments but it's my oh. turn Oh, my bad. You go ahead. You're just talking about Flipgrid. You're just talking about Flipgrid. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's hey. okay. That looks out of there. Sorry. That's all right. You're the most important man in Putnam hey, County right I now. Got, see, Dana's my right-hand person tonight. I was trying to get up there and get up to the plate where she can come up and bat. I hear you. I hear you. And now I can't I can't get my slideshow to load. But anyways, so one of the things, here's another rabbit hole for you guys uh, that's, that we're going to go down and Adam's got his screen shared there for me, so appreciate that. This is Canvas Commons, um, and I'm going to show you. I'm going to walk you through how to do that here in a minute. We've got numbers on each one of those. Up in the top level is if you're looking for something from your district, or you're looking for content just to steal or to use or something like that. There is great, great content that's in the Canvas Commons. Now, one thing that you do need is you need a sandbox or shell, and you need one that's just for or some people call them work groups. You need one that's just to play around in that you can dump stuff in from the commons, delete it if you don't like it, dump more stuff in from the commons because you're going to get you're going to have a class that's, or a course that's just going to fill up with with stuff. Okay, it's just going to fill up with stuff. So the top level that you see there where it says courses modules, those are the different things you're looking for. The second thing is the search feature. So you search for whatever you're looking for there. If you don't know what you're looking for, that's okay. You, you don't have to select something there, but it works best. The type of assignment, the grade level, and then when it was last updated. All right, so we're going to go back to my screen now, if that's okay. 
And to get to the Canvas Commons, you're in your course, you have to go over to the global navigation. So course navigation is here. We're going over to global navigation is here. I'm going to click on Commons. And again, we're going to do this quickly because, again, as Adam says, this is a rabbit hole that, that you, you might go down. I'm going to authorize this. And then you're going to be into the Commons. Now, a couple of things that I have been told about Commons, and don't ask me why I have been told this, when you are searching, they suggest that you type slowly. I don't know why, but I've typed in things and nothing popped up there before. And, and they told me, well, type one letter at a time kind of slowly. And lo and behold, it would pop up there. All right. So let's just say I don't know what I'm looking for, but we're going to look for maybe Romeo and Juliet. I'm going to type in Romeo and Juliet. All right, so I didn't even finish typing Juliet yet. And notice I have all of these things that are popping up about Romeo and Juliet. All right, now the, the icons are important. Green is a module, red's a quiz, so the rocket ships, the assignments, so we got all these things. So if I want to look at something, you know, maybe I want to sort them a different way than they're coming in right now. So if I have uh, the most favorited, the most downloaded, the latest. So I'm probably going to go with most favorited to start with. So I can just see, all right, this one's been downloaded 433 times. So that means there's 433 educators that have brought this into Canvas. That's probably some pretty good stuff right there. I may steal that in just a second, but we'll go a little further. I can also hit this filters right here. And that's where all of these icons that we saw that were all pretty early in colors come in. I can say, all right, I want a full course on Romeo and Juliet. If I click that, I'll see I've got three full courses there that's on Romeo and Juliet. Okay, I could download that whole course and bring it right into Canvas. If I want modules, I can click on modules. So I'm gonna take courses out now. I'm just looking at modules right inside of here. Okay, but you can filter this by grade level. Uh, you can say, you know, right now we've got some uh, consortium set up. So if I want to transfer stuff from one from one side of our district to the other, I can click there. Of course, there's not going to be anything Romeo and Juliet probably there. I can look in vital and see what's there. Any course that's been uploaded would show up there. But I'm just going to stay all for all public content. Now, this module right here, like I said, downloaded 433 times. I want to see what this is. I just come up and I click on it. And it's going to take me into preview mode. Now, Canvas used to not have this, and it was kind of this, you could you could look at the modules, but then it was a, kind of a crapshoot as to what you were getting into to the class. So this tells me there's one module, there's 20 assignments, 16 pages, seven discussions, 20 files. If I want to see these, though, now, I can now click on them and see what they are. You couldn't do this before. Okay, so this is telling me, you know, hey, this is what this module is about, text entry, directions, I can read through this, I can go back to my modules, I can look at the discussion question, this is a discussion question, a content page, getting ready to read, so if I want to go look at this content page, hey, I got a video here on Romeo and Juliet, oh, it's Romeo and Juliet, then I can look through this, oh, okay, so all right, let's just say I've decided I like this guy. All right, so what do I do? I want to I want to steal all this because I'm a teacher and that's what we do best. To do that, I come over here to the right where it says import slash download. And I'm going to click that. 
Then I get the option to download it. And if you download it, it'll download as a zip file. Well, guess what? A zip file and what we're going to learn later is called a common cartridge file uh, is the same thing. So if you ever have to bring it back into Canvas, you have to take the .zip off of it and, and turn it into .imscc. I-M-S-E-C, and then it'll load back in there. They don't tell you that anywhere, so that's that's a little trick. But then you're going to say, all right, which course do I want to put it in? Course Builder Sandbox and import into course. It will probably take this thing 30 to 40 seconds. Uh, but now if I go back to my courses and I go back to my Course Builder Sandbox, eventually it's going to come right back into here. While we wait on that, I'm going to flip it back to Adam and let him show you some embed tools. And this, I'm going to commercial break right quick. My wife brought me banana pudding, so I'm going to enjoy that while Adam talks about embedding items. And you have to unmute your microphone there, Adam. I'm going to go back to that tip I had earlier because I don't, I don't give up very easy. So I, I wanted another document. So here's an example of just replacing the end. And of course, when it comes up now, the kids would be able to make a copy of that document as opposed to the actual canvas making a copy. Not that one or the other is right or wrong. Me and Lance don't really go back and forth on that part. It's just what I've been using for a long time. I really like the way it's done. And so it's what we've been doing. Anyway, we're going to talk about embedding. And this is where it gets really, like I said, the rabbit hole goes forever. What you want in content will be something that you really need to search out. And if it's something that really has an LTI or has some kind of tool that works in canvas immediately that's going to be awesome and you'll be ready to go but not everything does that and as you already know we talked about last week i think lance showed us how to do a, a youtube embed and so you some of you may have done that before but within youtube there's so many different things that you guys could use you could use you know audio books and things like that and you can build it into the quiz at the top and have a summary at the bottom there's just you know ideas are endless and this is just one of my soapbox things. Since we are in this situation where, where most of us are in some form of remote learning, I think it'd be a great opportunity to really become shared sources to give ideas. And I, I, I've been teaching as I've gone through my Canvas trainings in my district, I've been telling them the same thing is don't keep those secrets to yourself now. I mean, you may be the best teacher in the world and we need to, we all need to kind of band together and make sure that we can get quality instruction. But real quick, as we look at a YouTube video outside of doing it normally, like Canvas already has the tool in there and the plugin, which we know we've seen that. But if I wanted to embed it another way, we can do that. We hit share and you'll see there's an embed. And a lot of times it'll be share or it'll say embed or, or something to that effect. But you're looking for these two little uh, brackets that we kind of have here. And then you'll get this little code that you'll just copy. And so when I go into my course, I've already built several of these and I'll show you a couple of them. So I'm going to click on this actual YouTube one that I've done, which this is a song. So we're going to get rid of the song. So let's do another one. And so when I bring it up in Canvas, the same thing with our editor, we have the option of the embed brackets at the bottom. And when we get to that point, we would just edit that and we would save it and publish it or whatever we want to do. So as we publish it, it would be ready to go. And so there you can see there's our thing. And of course, if I hit play, it'll play right inside the document. You can build, now I just want to make a note of this so you guys know, this is just a page. And Lance showed us last week, or we talked about last week about building pages, quizzes, and assignments. And they all have the same editor at the top. So you can use videos and embed tools 
within assignments at the top as directions or even as information. So that's just a good tool. And I keep seeing the, a lot of you saying about the Flipgrid. Flipgrid is a great tool. One thing I forgot to mention about Flipgrid is that Flipgrid allows guest presenters to record to the Flipgrid. So something you guys probably, some of you may have used. And as far as more embedding ideas, as I get into this, not this, let's actually go back to this part. Um, you can look, obviously Quizlet lets you embed. Some of you use Quizlet as a study guide or I just a food for thought I've used before. I used Quizlet and I let my kids in my class do a group Quizlet where they build it. And then that way they can kind of study together. And I kind of give them some guidance on that, but it's a good way to kind of help them study for their exams and their courses as they have them online. Edpuzzle, if you'll notice, I've even put this into the, into the slide deck. You can see that it has share assignment after you've assigned it to some students. And then it gives you the same thing. It gives you the iframe. Here's an iframe here. So I want to show you what those look like, even though I've got them on here. So I, I've got the Quizlet embed and I'm going to bring hey, Adam, it up. You've got, you've got a, uh, a question here. So oh, what, yeah, yeah. What is yep. So the question is, is what size uh, do you like to have the embed YouTube videos? So what size do you want? Those great, to? great question. Let's go back to the, um, Hey, re refresh, the, refresh that page right quick, by the way, and show them the module I brought in. That way I don't have to talk about it. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, that page. So, so here you go, guys. The very bottom under his embed, Romeo and Juliet, there's all of your acts, all of your content that came from there, and you're ready to go. Look at that. Isn't that great? No wonder this thing's been downloaded like 400 times. All right, go ahead, Adam. I know that made him happy, but really that was a tragedy. Bad, bad pun, bad, bad comedy. Maybe you think mm. Romeo and Juliet. Come on. Surely y'all know that was a tragedy. Don't All right. So too late. <laughs> too late. We missed it. All right. So if I go back to this actual YouTube and, and you're looking at what size do you like it at? One of my things is, and I, I play around with whatever it is, depending on what, what I'm using. But when I click on this and we talked about this the first week, I know this was one of our last tips. Sometimes I'll just change the width to the hundred percent because what that should do in theory, if it works right, it should make it fill the whole frame with the video left to right. And then the height kind of plays with it. So sometimes we'll do both, but usually when I do that, that'll fix where I want it to be. But so you can see that obviously left it a little small. So I may or may not like it that way because I might want to make the other one a little bigger. So what, uh, anyways, I'll play around with it. And, and the settings kind of matter because for some of our students, most of our students are going to use a device as far as a computer goes, but some are going to use the app. And with the app, you kind of got to think along those lines. Does it fit the same way? And are they going to be able to see it? So for me, I always try to start with 100% and then I kind of work my way from there, depending on what I want to do from there. I hope that answers the question. All right. So let's go back to the other, let's get out of Lance's tragedy. And so as we're going back and we're looking at these other embed items and I don't want to skip over Dana's turn here in a minute because she's going to help me in just a second. But I want to give you some other ideas. And as we're doing this embedding, and obviously you can embed some other things. Archive.org necessarily doesn't embed, but there's plenty of MP3 files on there that you could access and download and actually store that are audiobooks. LibriVox.org, another website that has audiobooks. Of course, a lot of things on YouTube and audiobooks. And I don't know why I'm on audiobooks tonight, but that just seems to be the thing of choice. But you can do anything like that and you can do study guide below it. But the embed tool on a lot of these, I want to talk about Google Slides and Google Docs. I know we have a lot of options here, but let's go through 
I'm going to start. Dana, do you want to do the whole thing or do you want me to start with the, the first embedding from a web? Oh, go ahead and start. If I don't All have right. time to show my little trick tonight, we're fine. Are you? No, I don't mind. It, it's great. So here he is. Uh, I, oh, that's right. We're about ready to run out of time. I didn't realize what time it was. All right. So as I look at this whole thing, and I've got all these Google Forms, and, I, and are these Google Slides, Google Forms, and you can embed a Google Form. I, I, if you look on the slide deck, I've got images for all of these. But if I click on a Google Slide, and I'm just going to say we're going to embed the one that we're currently on. Most of you probably have done one of these before, but you publish it to the web, and then you click on Embed. And you can change a lot of this stuff here later on, or you can change it right now. I will typically change some of this after the fact, so I might just leave it where it's at. I want to start it as soon as it gets there. And then I want to make sure that I restart the slideshow after it's over. So if I'm going to, if I'm going to do it that way, and I may not want to do it that way. I, I may not want it to be a slideshow, but let's just pretend that's what I'm going to do. So, of course, here's our code, which we already have. So I've already got that copied in my somewhere nope not here sorry google slides uh, yes right here right where we're looking so if you look at this embed of the google slide and you're sitting there then you can see that under the code you can kind of see this doesn't look like the code that i had there was a lot of things in there that we didn't see. And Dana's going to talk a little bit about that, but I do want to show you this code one more time. See all of this thing with Mozilla, allow full screen, true, WebKit allow, all this stuff you will not see in this setup here. So Dana, tell us why we did that. Oh, why we embedded? Well, uh, why, yeah, go ahead. Us who are doing the Bitmoji boards for our home pages, we could have just downloaded them as a PNG or a JPEG. But the problem with doing that is you're going to lose the links. So if we use the embed code in the HTML, what that's going to do for us is keep those links live so that the kids can link through them. So essentially, we could we could do buttons to other spots on our on our canvas shell if we wanted. So you could have a, a Bitmoji that had modules and it would link to the modules and a Bitmoji that went to assignments and it linked to the assignments. Uh, you already took out your little bar on the bottom though. So uh, should I go ahead and show them my screen and Yeah, go ahead, borrow? that'd be great. Yeah, show them, it's, go ahead, go, go for it. Adam, to answer your question, you don't have to end on time tonight. We weren't um, bumping up against another uh, production, so. Perfect, perfect, then go ahead, Dana. Turn the lights out. <laughs> well, this, this pink sandbox here, this pink workroom is completely empty. I haven't done anything to it. And one of the things a lot of us wanna do is we want a really nice homepage, especially with a bunch of elementary teachers who are teaching on Canvas for the first time, and they really want their students to have an, an interactive view. Now, you don't have to make a Bitmoji board. Uh, there's a big Twitter war going on right now saying, Bitmoji boards are a waste of time. You should be working on content. Well, here at Global GEG, we're very much in favor of Bitmoji boards or not Bitmoji boards. You do you. Um, this is not a waste of time if you make your classroom better. But uh, we're going to go ahead and make a new page. Hey, Dana, so, so those people that say that, do they think that you shouldn't have bulletin boards in your classroom also? 
I don't know what they're thinking. You know us. We're all do whatever you want to do as long as it's making it better for kids. <laughs> so we're going to make a new page here. And I'm going to call it homepage because eventually I'm going to make it my homepage. Now, this is the, the rich text editor. And I know that I'm not on the HTML side because I see these buttons up here. So I'm going to go ahead and go grab my Bitmoji. And I need to go to File. And I'm going to publish it to the web. And again, these little buttons, these are for if you have more than one slide. But if you're doing a Bitmoji homepage, you don't want more than one slide. So I'm going to go ahead and publish it, what I, which I already did, and then go to the embed. We're going to control copy, and then we're going to head over to our workroom. Now we need to go to the HTML side. So that's right over here. And we're going to go ahead and paste it in there. So this is where Adam got us to. And if you can see it, It's so cute, it's so cute, but it's got this bar down here and Lance doesn't like this bar. So Lance wants to make that bar go away. So we're gonna have to do a little tweaking and you're gonna wanna grab a pencil and write this down or grab a keep note and write this down so you remember this. Uh, you're going to go ahead and go back to the HTML. Now we're looking for something. We're looking for delay milliseconds equals 3000. Now your number might be different, but you can see it's right here. Delay milliseconds equals, and then a big number. So write that down so you know what you're looking for. Make it a cheat sheet. And then we're gonna put a cursor right after it. And we're gonna have to put in something called a render map, which is just a tool that tells the HTML what to do. So we need the ampersand, which is just the and sign. And then RM for render map. And the render map has to equal minimal. Was you reading that off a sheet of paper there, Dana? Uh, yes, because my my coach and mentor told me to write it down. Oh, okay. Just, just that would be Mr. Lance Key. <laughs> so take a minute to write that down. Ampersand, RM, or Stacy, maybe you can type it into the comments so people can write it down. I That's actually made a little cheat. I made a cheat sheet on the slide tonight. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm actually oh. just have to type it in the chat, but that's much better. That's got more longevity. <laughs> and I'll share the HTML again and see that bar is gone. So it it just makes it look a little nicer. I was doing this um in Canva today too. If you want to make your home page in Canva, the embed code in Canva does not work. I don't know why, so just keep that in mind. You're gonna to have to do it with buttons. So if you want to do it inside Canva, Google putting Canva into Canvas. And there's great instructional videos. That's what I got for you. Yeah. One more yeah. thing on that. I guess you guys know already, but a lot of us don't necessarily play around with a lot of HTML code, but a lot of true and false is, is kind of the Boolean code there. So as we deal with the true and false, we know that it's either one or the other. So if you have that code and it says true, then it's going to slide, it's going to go through a deck of multiple sheets if there were multiple sheets. If it is false, then it would be, of course, nothing would happen. It wouldn't start on time, and, of course, it wouldn't wouldn't transition. And if you find this stuff interesting at all, I would totally encourage taking an, an HTML hypertext markup language class with a CSS class. It's so much fun. <laughs> hey, Dana, if you don't care, share my share my screen back. Absolutely. Uh, so after, after I gave you a hard time about it, I, I, I've got this on my, my sheet here just so that I don't forget how to do it myself. Uh, that's there. 
And, and I wanted to share my Bitmoji that I've got for mine. Uh, mine's probably not as pretty as yours, uh, but I had three, and, and I let uh, my peers pick which which one of the three to use. And as Dana said, because of this, these are clickable. And one thing when you're setting that up into Google Slides, which we get, we've got people that does Bitmoji Classrooms and how to do it in slides. I'm not going to take the time to do that. Go to one of those sessions. They're great, my Global GG. But after you set this up, you have a unique URL that goes to each one of your courses. The, the main thing is knowing this course number right here. So this course number for me is 1032. Okay, so all of, my, all of mine are going to be vital.instructure.com forward slash courses forward slash whatever that number is. Okay, and then this one is going to be forward slash modules. Okay, this one's going to be forward slash grades. This one will be forward slash announcements. Okay, so as you're setting those up, you do have to create a different one for each page. All right, are we any other questions that came in tonight that we need to answer? Well, let, let me add. Let me add one more thing to this. As you guys know, when I was talking about embedding, I know we talked about you can embed forms, and I got that on the slide deck, and I also got that you can embed a Google Map if you choose anything that has a share option or an embed option. But I want you to remember this: as you start embedding stuff from other people's sources, such as images, such as sounds, such as whatever it is. If they move those sources, delete those sources, then it will absolutely junk up your course. So it's always a good idea that if you can kind of get things off and store them somewhere that you can keep, like I just showed you on that archive, archive.org, if you go there and download those MP3 files of those audiobooks, they'll never change. You'll have them yourself. So just kind of keep that in mind as you start embedding stuff. Embedding is cool, but at the same time, it can be a disaster later on if you have a course. And now Miss Stacy's got her classroom. She's going to show us. I was just thinking, um, we try to be super diplomatic in Global GEG. Um, we never try to push anything. When we find some new tool to play with, we just go geek out on it fully. So nothing is like, whatever resonates with you and your kiddos, the bottom line is just the learning um, and getting support from your buds. But um, I am like down with the Bitmoji classroom. This took me forever. And what was fun was I had to use all these kind of skills and a removed background thing so that this didn't have a background. And, and it, it made me think deeply about design and, and things like that. So thanks you guys for showing it. Yours was amazing, Lance. We're going to go back to that bubbly thing. Well, thank you. Thank you there. Uh, so, so one thing that I will say, we planned on doing this for one, maybe two weeks and now we're on week three. Uh, next week, we've got a treat for you. We're going to come back for week number four, and it's going to be all four of us. So all four of us are going to come in. We're going to share ideas uh, about how to be a teacher inside of Canvas. We've talked so far really about content design, content delivery, uh, and being a course designer, building courses. But, you know, you've also got to teach, too. So next week, we're going to hit on how do you actually teach inside of Canvas? How do you look at reports? How do you look at data and, and how to get there? So you got all four of us next week. So surely our four brains together, we can answer most of your questions. Well, I also want to throw this out to our listeners as you guys are finding this week. Of course, you've got our emails in the uh, in the slide deck and in the comments. Be a good week to kind of let's get some stuff out there that people want to see that you use that you think is a great idea. Let's email it to us. We'll, we'll, we'll bring it out on the air next week if we can get all of it in there. Awesome. So next week, getting started with Canvas. It's not going to be the trilogy, is it? It's going to be part four, Revenge of the Eight-Foot Teacher. All right, <laughs> part four, Revenge of the Eight-Foot Teacher. So. 
And uh, I know Clark County School District, the teachers are going back next Wednesday. So when I tune in next week, I'll already be back to school. And Lance, didn't you guys start with students today? We started with students today. Yes, wow. we did. Yeah, this is a nerve wracking time, but just remember teachers, we can only do the best we can and we're gonna get through this. <laughs> and uh, it's all about the kids. So as long as we're getting some information out to them, we're gonna be fine. All right, good deal. <laughs> good to see y'all. Thank yeah. you for having us. Thank you guys. Fantastic job, you guys. And Dana, great job being stage manager today. Woo woo. Plugging GEG Nevada relaunch next Monday. It is at six o'clock YouTube. Um, okay. Just Google GEG Nevada and you'll find our website. Do, do I get to join and win a $25 Amazon gift card? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, one of the rules about GEGs is even though it's like GEG Nevada or GEG South Cal, we're not allowed to not let people in based on Sweet. reasons. Sweet. I'm going to sign me up, my wife up, my dog up, everybody <laughs> that I can. I want an Amazon gift card. But you do have to be present to win. So to your dog has to be there. Oh, we can make sure of that. He can bark. Must be resident of the state of Nevada to win a prize. No, I'm kidding. Internationally, we have tons of international people. Can we uh, send internationally Amazon gift cards? Uh, yeah, you can through email. It's better to do it electronically, Dana, um, because we can't ship very easily. We couldn't send beanie, our little beanie hats, we couldn't send overseas. Um, it's just too co complicated, but uh, but an Amazon gift card, you could. All right. Uh, we'll we'll we back here on Monday at six o'clock, and then, or our time, and then next Thursday, same time. And we'll see you guys soon. Same bad time. Same, same bad, bad channel. channel. See you guys.